0: For another episode of the Deacons' uh, Roundtable. This is Deacon Greg Webster from St. Ray for the Archangel Catholic Church in Old Mill Creek, Illinois. I have with me Deacon Dave Egan from Victory Lakes Community in Lincoln, Lindenhurst, Illinois. Mike Alondi from St. Mary the Annunciation in Mundelein, Illinois. Free, or Freemont. Freeman. Freeman. Thank, you. Yes. thank you. And our own Vicar of Deacons for the Archdiocese of Chicago, Richard Hudson. Welcome, everybody. And we also have it online, Deacon Dan Creer from the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm fine. All right. Good to be with you. And Deacon Dave's going to start us off with a prayer tonight.
1: Well, let's begin and begin all things in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 God, as we enter the season of Lent, help us to purify ourselves so that we can come closer to you and have a better relationship with our family members and community. So that we can see you in all of them be with us as we walk this journey towards your resurrection we ask this through christ our lord Amen. Amen. amen father son Holy Spirit amen amen
0: so our topic today is going to be on spiritual direction and we are honored today to have a deacon from the Archdiocese of Milwaukee as we know WSfi goes into the Archdiocese of Chicago the Diocese of of Rockford and also the Archdiocese of Milwaukee so we have Dan Dan can you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah I'm father of
2: three children um, I've been uh, ordained 25 years in the permanent diaconate uh, I lived in Kenosha pretty much all my life, uh, and I'm, I'm serving at really three different churches. Two of them are along with the same pastor, So, and really my main ministry besides spiritual direction has been preaching, so, so that's always been a, a, a work of mine. That's just a brief summary there.
0: So what are the churches in Kenosha that you're working at?
2: St. Elizabeth and St. James have one pastor, Father Sean Granger. And then I preach once a month over St. Peter's, which is a Marian parish.
0: And, and how did you uh, decide to become a deacon, Dan?
2: Oh, my gosh. I've always been, well, my career is, I'm a fixer. I, can, I just have a gift to fix everything. So I've always been kind of helping people out, uh, even in my younger days, just fixing things around the house or fixing things for my friends. So it's kind of always been a service life for me. I was a maintenance man at, at, for a career, um, and then I was working in a hospital, in a Dominican hospital that had, was staffed by sisters uh, back in the 70s, and I uh, had a Catholic chaplain there, had a monsignor as a chaplain, and uh, one of the sisters at uh, one time just kind of mentioned the diaconate to me, and then on another occasion, the, the priest did, so then I just inquired, and you know, I, it's all downhill after that, or all uphill, uphill after that, if you will, so... Been good. So, Dan, we
0: talked on this show several times about the what, the hoops you have to join and, and where to go in the in the uh, archdiocese of Chicago. Can you talk a little bit about how Mo- Milwaukee operates and who you'd contact in Milwaukee if you're if you're interested in the diaconate?
2: Yeah, you could just go on the website. There's got a great uh, section for the diaconate on the website. Uh, when I was in formation, it was a four year program, and I was ordained without the faculties of preaching or marriage. So I actually went back for a year of formation for preaching and then for another half a year for marriage. Uh, Now the program follows the national directory. So in in four years, the men come out ordained with all the faculties. Their first year now is called a year of aspirancy where it's really kind of the church looking at the man and the man looking at the church, kind of uh, making sure that it's a fit. And then the next, the last three years are, you know, the spiritual formation and practicum and all of that sort of thing. So we ordain a a group of deacons every two years.
0: And is that uh, through the seminary, through Sacred Heart? Who's the university affiliated with the program? Uh, no, it's uh, down by the lake. St.
2: Francis Seminary down by the lake. Oh, by
0: the lake. Okay. Well, very cool, Dan. We're very happy to have you on here. Today's topic is Spiritual Director, and, and Dan is a Spiritual Director in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and actually can talk to people anywhere, not not for, for doing that. Uh. But, uh, Michael Andy, when I say Spiritual Direction to you, what comes to your mind? What comes to my mind is
3: sitting down with another person, trembling inside my heart because now I have to share okay, what's happening in my spiritual life. And the more I become familiar with this person, I allow this person to uh, give me feedback and help me. Help me with the obstacles I have in my prayer life, the challenges I face in my ministry, and it becomes a two-way helping relationship. To me, that's spiritual direction.
1: Dave? I see spiritual direction as someone walking the journey with you and helping you see the direction that you have decided that you want to go. It's not something that is someone forces their viewpoint upon you. It's helping you be enlightened about where you see God in the world and how you live out that journey being true to yourself.
4: Richard? I think of spiritual direction as... What I, I find when, I, when I'm engaged in it, on the receiving end, um, I surprise myself about needing to articulate things that are happening in my life that I thought I had already articulated. That being able to talk to somebody else and, and talk about the stirrings of your heart, of uh, God's activity in your life, and communicating that to another person helps me form an idea of of the experience that I'm having, uh, without without that communication to another person, I, it, it's like the experience of taking the final exam, getting in the final exam, thinking, "Oh, I know all this stuff," and then they, the the first question of the test is something I guess I don't know this, and, and so it, it it surprises you a, a little bit in in as I say articulating what you think you thought you knew and expressing that to another person It's very helpful to um, to me, just to, to think through things. And that's what I, um, when you say spiritual director, that's that's what I, I, I come up with.
0: My first thought was a another hoop. We had the jump, uh, jump in, <laughs> in formation, of course. But, uh, I guess for me, it's for trying to see where the Holy Spirit is operating in my life from another pair of, of eyes or, or independently or where the Holy Spirit is not operating in my life. So, Dan, how do we do on that, that definition? How about you? What do you think about when you when we say spiritual direction? I
2: think, I, first of all, I think it all did good. It's all it's kind of a personal thing. I also think it's a, a companions on a journey. I always think I'm just companion on a journey, and it is a two-way street because you learn from everybody. But really, spiritual direction for me is what's the relationship we have with God, and how do we hear that relationship? How do we enter into it? When we hear God speaking to us, what's our reaction? And then what's the response? How do we respond to how God is in relationship with us and trying to lead us on the path? Helping someone along that, into that relationship or along with that relationship with God, that's that's kind of what I think it's about.
0: So has, has anyone here had been involved in spiritual direction before they went into formation, or was it formation that led you to spiritual direction?
4: I may have had some experience before formation. Um, I was a Mary Knoll affiliate, and that was part of their spiritual practices, is uh, spiritual direction. So I think bef- even before formation, I had a little bit of acquaintance with it.
1: Dave? No, I didn't not have any a formal spiritual director beforehand but one of the things that had a number of relationships with different people that were priests religious there was a spiritual direction component within that relationship even though it was never formally a spiritual direction so it was someone that you could go to for, for guidance for some understanding about where what's going on in your life and where is god in all of this
0: so, so since you were ordained the earliest of any of us here, was it a requirement in the program back then or how did they look no, at it back then?
1: It was not a requirement at all at, at that time, but I think a lot of people migrated towards that even though it may have been a formal relationship. There were people who you wanted to talk to about different aspects of the, of your faith and challenges and trying to live out that faith. And I think from there it actually went into a, relationship with a formal spiritual direction.
4: But it wasn't required?
1: It was not required at that time. How
4: so, long ago was that? That was like a long time
1: ago. A very long time. So yeah, Dan and I were, I assumed, I was with Dan in 93, so I assume you're either 92 or 93. 92,
4: yeah.
0: Was it always required in Milwaukee with you, Dan?
2: Yes, it was. So, Richard, when
0: you were in the seminary, was, or formation, did it require? Yes,
4: yes, I was ordained in 98, and we did have that requirement back then. So sometime between 92, 93, and 98, it, it came along in the program.
0: And Dan, how about wives in in Chicago? The wives are are asked to be in formation, or for the first year of formation, are asked to be in spiritual direction, and then continue it as they as they desire. Is there a requirement in Milwaukee for the wives to uh, participate in spiritual direction?
2: I I'm not sure with the new program. I I guess I'm really not sure if they require that or not. Okay. Uh, the wives are required to. Partake uh, of some of the formation sessions, certainly not all, but I'm I'm really not sure about the requirement for spiritual direction for the wives.
0: Would you have any idea, Richard, about how many wives continue it after that first year? Just uh, after
4: the first year.
0: Well, first year is required. So how many continue after that?
4: Uh, in formation, no, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have a handle on that. In terms of the ordained community of the wives of the of the deacons, I don't think it's that terribly. Um, common to see. I would put it maybe and this is a guess, but um, maybe 15% of of the wives of of the ordained guys are continuing on with a spiritual direction. And I think my impression would be that those those would be women who are um, ministers in a, in a in a formal sense, uh, you know, working in the hospitals or uh, in, in, in a parish setting or have a title of pastoral associate. You're, you're more likely. They certainly would be uh, benefiting from spiritual direction.
0: So, in the last year in Chicago, I know that your office has spent a lot of time proposing, focusing—not arm twisting—but just trying to get more of the deacons in Chicago active in, in a uh, in spiritual direction. What brought that about, and how is that going?
4: Well, what we're interested in doing is uh, is having th- at least the men. We certainly. You know, if you look at the national directory, it talks about the the married deacon does not do this process on his own process of of serving as a minister. So we want both husband and wife formed and continuously formed. But taking a small bite at the apple, we're we're focusing on the men. The interest of the the office. What we've been trying to do is is get a just get guys to do it and B recognize the fact that that's that's easier said than done because there's not there's not a lot of people who, that will serve as a spiritual director or the spiritual directors that are out there, at least in the area, are, are fully engaged. Most often, the spiritual directors for the deacons are parish priests. they got plenty of stuff already to do. Uh, not infrequently, they will, uh, if asked, they will serve if they can, but it's, you know, they've only got so many hours in a day, uh, so they can't take on everybody who, who comes to them. The thought is to try to grow some of our own uh, deacons to serve as spiritual directors or spiritual companions. We just, we want pe- people to get their feet wet again if they've let that spiritual direction, dimension of their spiritual lives go fallow. We want to get them back in, back in the saddle again. So we're, we're trying to get my predecessor, Father Mike, for several more months as administrator of a parish, is, so his time is is consumed pretty well, but we'd like to, Father Mike and I have talked, and, and we're, we're trying to get a, a core group of, of deacons to become familiar themselves, to serve as spiritual companions. We don't want to call them directors because we realize it, it's a greater investment of, of education formation. Well, we just want to get guys who might Facilitate a group, get guys to be serious uh, about about spiritual life, about sharing their travels uh, with the Lord with another person. Um, so we're it's a long project, but we're we're doing it. We're working on it.
0: So Mike, have you stayed with your spiritual director the
3: whole time for formation? What's your experience been? I stayed with my spiritual director the whole time. My experience was great. Also, I need to say that my wife joined me in some of the sessions. And that was very between spiritual direction, not marriage counseling, Mike. So that's you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and that was neat because we were able to share our own journey, my wife and I, sure, with uh, uh, one person, and we were able to receive feedback because there are a lot of common things my wife and I would be doing. On my own, I benefit a lot from uh, spiritual direction. I was in the seminary for some years and during those years every month there is spiritual direction and when I was in the novitiate which is the equivalent of our aspirancy the first year it was even more intense so I'm very comfortable with... How, how do you mean more intense? You're there for an hour every couple of weeks and you're obligated in a sense to make your spiritual director you're also your confessor so you really go into whatever is happening in your spiritual life.
0: And right now, is, is your spiritual director a clergy person or a lay person? A, a lay person. A, so, a lay so, person. So, so that's got to change a little bit between a confessor relationship yeah. and a, well. hopefully I, your, your lay person's I, not in confessions, I, right? So.
3: No. I, I made a, con- a conscious change because before, my spiritual directors have been priests. And I said, maybe a lay person, given me being a deacon and a lay person, Maybe a lay person whose spirituality is strong has a different perspective and may be helpful to me in my journey today. And so I made that decision and I'm doing well.
0: So I was gonna say h- how is it how has it been different for you? The, was it the right decision? How has it been different?
3: The the nuances the nuances no. of my, my life as a husband and the things we do as a layperson, my spiritual director understands. There's empathy. Whereas with some situation with uh, priests, somehow the the directing or the feedback is a little bit different. Well, we're coming up on our
0: first break here at WSFI Catholic Radio FM 88.5 or WSFI on your catholicradio.org.
2: I am Mark Schroth from the Salzman Library at the St. Francis de Sales Seminary. The Salzman Library is the seminary library, but is also the library for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. So everybody is welcome. Our hours are Tuesdays and Thursdays, noon until late. Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 10 until 4. We have a large collection of Catholic materials, including things on the sacraments, things on the saints, church history, biblical studies, philosophy, other faith traditions, as well as a ever-expanding DVD and CD collection. So come in, get a card, we'll show you around. For more information, you can visit us at www.sfs.edu Salzman, S-A-L-Z-M-A-N-N.
3: We hope to see you there. Thank you very much. Hello, I'm Bill Wennington from the Church of St. Mary's and the Chicago Bulls. I, I believe Catholic radio is important for all of us out there listening to help us through days when maybe our faith is being challenged by many different obstacles that are put in our way, and it's a chance to reflect and just think and hear stories from other people that maybe are going through the exact
5: same issues that we are going through and how they have struggled and how they are getting through their problems today.
0: and uh, this is WSFI Catholic Radio FM 88.5 and we're talking about spiritual direction with Deacon Mike Alondi from St. Mary of the Annunciation and Deacon Richard Hudson, vicar for deacons for the archdiocese of Chicago, and Deacon Dan, also uh, from the Di- uh, archdiocese of Milwaukee, is on the, on the line with us. And Deacon Dave Egan was taken a little bit ill, so we kicked him out of the studio here so that none of us get sick. And uh, we hope that Dave feels better before our our next show. So, Dan, uh, again, we're, we're talking about spiritual direction.
2: How did you get into it, Dan? Oh, um, after ordination, um, I was kind of always interested in the back of my mind, and after ordination I saw a local program force developing spiritual directors, and I applied uh, and got accepted, and it's, it was good. Very good
0: program. Can you tell us a little bit what that program was and what they asked you to do?
2: Well, it was two years um, long, and we met uh, on Saturdays. Uh, There was, of course, some reading to do in between readings, but it was kind of a group setting where we interacted and we listened to presenters and we did some uh, paperwork. And, uh, of course, all through that two years, we had met with one of the staff there uh, personally, um, and there was uh, always a kind of an integration group where we kind of talked about our experiences outside, um, you know, the classroom setting per se, as we worked through the program. So it was kind of uh, very thorough, very in depth. So it was, was, it was it, very. Was good. this
0: the, uh, the Siena program? Yes. Okay, and, and uh, can you, is the spirituality that they talk, Was it, uh, is there a Dominican-based spirituality, since that's the Dominican Sisters? Or was it uh, yes, cover it all was. the different ones? Or, or what is the charism it, that oh, uh, the Dominicans
2: bring to this? Well, of course, Dominic was the beginner. Of course, he was a preacher. Um, and then, of course, the, the women in in the Dominican order, uh, in the beginning, uh, back with Dominic, they were supportive of Dominic and his preaching. So uh, they've kind of carried that on, and uh, now they got their own uh, ministries, if you will. They minister to the poor, basically, in the area.
0: So you're a spiritual director with the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. And is your spiritual direction through the diocese, is it through your parish, or how does that work?
2: Oh, it's just individual. Um, I'm on the website of the Archdiocese, but that's all, it's the only connection I have with the Archdiocese. Um, It's just uh, on an individual basis, parish-based per se. So
0: for our our listening audience out here in the northern suburbs of Chicago and southern Wisconsin and eastern Rockford, how does one go about looking to find a spiritual director?
2: I guess I would start with your parish priest and ask him um, if he knows of any, or is there a list locally? Um, and or you could ask a deacon, or maybe a person that uh, you, you kind of see as um, a, a sincere, devoted Catholic. Otherwise, I think uh, the website of any archdiocese or diocese would have resources for you. That's, that's usually the best.
0: And uh, do you have any affiliation with uh, SDI, Spiritual Directors International? I know they have a a
2: seek and find page for spiritual directors. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm listed on that. I'm not exactly sure if our list got extended to them or not. And
0: uh, Deacon Richard, for the most part in Chicago, do you have people, when they talk to you about spiritual direction, how do you uh, send them to find someone?
4: For the uh, for the deaconate, there's a, a list that we uh, have developed over the years, uh, and it's uh, all right. It, it's organized uh, geographically, so if if a deacon or a deacon's wife is, is looking for that, we can we can share that list with them. Um, it's it's easier said than done. I, and and Dan, I'm gonna guess you're going to uh, second this. Is that the, the it's not always easy to find a director uh, that matches uh, you that is available. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned uh, asking the the parish priest, and that's that's an excellent place to start. And many of our directors for deacons and wives are the uh, uh, diocesan clergy. The difficulty is that they're so so darn busy that it's it's tough to uh, get them to. To do one more thing—is that would would that be your experience, Dan?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and there's not a lot of spiritual directors around. I think it's maybe maybe growing, but there. I think it's the list isn't very long. You typically.
0: I also find you can go through retreat centers. It's a good place to do it. I recently changed to uh, spiritual directors because my spiritual director moved on and I of course went through the du- the, the list in Chicago and I started calling around the different, I uh, went through SDI to look at, at for some of them but I was actually specifically looking for someone in, in the Ignatian training and so I called Bellarmine and, and uh, that's where I found my uh, Ignatian director.
3: Uh, how about you Mike? Mm-hmm. I go through the uh, list that we have in the diocese, um, courtesy of Richard Hudson, and it's a good question. Uh, What are the other lists that I can look at, and uh, maybe also qualifications. How do they get into the list, and a little bit more description in terms of uh, their sort of strengths.
0: So, Dan, what do you think a, a person, someone in our listening audience here, um, spiritual direction certainly is not just for the clergy. It's for the it's for everyone in the parish. We recommend it strongly for the people in our parishes as well. Um, what should, what should someone look for in a spiritual
2: director? Uh, well, I think the, the basic thing is uh, someone a challenge. When you meet a spiritual director and, and walk away, you should walk away with a challenge for life. And uh, I think the basis of spiritual direction is helping someone grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And if that happens, then the match is good. Uh, and that should continue to happen, of course. Um, so that that's kind of the basis of it developing a relationship with God and uh, and that's the main purpose I think focus
0: so so if we have someone who's never been to spiritual direction, which I think a lot of our audience would be, how would you describe how that process starts? I mean we have a, we have a new person, a new director how, how do you take how do you start off that that relationship with the person, Dan?
2: Okay. Uh, Usually on our first meeting, um, I kind of lay down some basics like, you know, this is absolutely confidential. If if I'm talking to a a husband, then I just make sure they understand that if I ever meet their wife or their children, nothing will ever be disclosed. So that's kind of very important in the beginning. Um, And then just kind of I like to get their bio who they are, what's their religious upbringing and experience, and just kind of the basics. I kind of tell them about who I am um, and, and that sort of thing. And then it's kind of, um, I leave a spiritual direction section, session open to the directee. Uh, just, I invite them to, we, we usually begin with a prayer, and i just say okay so what's going on in life and what are you struggling with uh, and do you have any questions so it's it's really open-ended i think uh as far as i'm concerned and uh, whatever they bring to a particular session that's what we work with um of course in the spirit of trusting that god is the ultimate director and he is with us through all of that so and I always leave the frequency of direction up to the directory, but it's usually once a month.
0: And for for a new person who's never been in a spiritual direction, what 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 should they do to prepare for that session?
4: Uh, just come, just come with who they are, and we go from there. Uh, Dan, I have a, I have a question, and just trying to ask. Uh, Question on behalf of those who maybe don't have experience at all with spiritual direction—it seems to be, uh, but but it's potentially an intimidating kind of arrangement. I am telling a uh, probably uh, maybe a stranger uh, about the you know the deepest movements of the Lord in my heart. You've assured me that it's confidential, but um, I think to set people's minds at ease. uh, this is not a relationship that is necessarily has to continue on. I mean, there's either direct or direct D has, has an out, if, if you will. Um, could you talk about the freedom to try out the, uh, the, the relationship? Sure. Um,
2: uh, I usually meet with the person the first time. One of the things I say is that uh, if ever this isn't what you need or isn't beneficial for you, uh, you're free to just let me know that you're going to move on to a different director. And I'm, I'm always open to that. I never want to get in the way of a person's growth, if you will. Um, I usually say, you know, in the beginning, I, I, the only thing I expect is that we should probably meet at least three or four times to kind of get beyond the, the basics uh, and the simple things. Um, and then after that, when we when we get beyond that, um, I'm open to continuing or not. Um, I usually make let them make the decision, but it's usually pretty obvious that uh, we're not a good match or we are a good match. Uh, as far as getting into the deep part of our personal life that usually takes a while so those first few sessions are kind of getting there and getting developing that trust developing developing that honesty uh, and if that happens then going deeper becomes easy um, because in the end you know that it's it's worth it it's
4: it's valuable it's helping you grow in in relationship with God yeah, Dan, something else, something you said a, a bit ago, I, I found uh, a striking, um, re- refreshing as well. And you you uh, spoke in terms of your relationship with the uh, the Direct uh as uh, presenting a challenge to the person. And and the reason I find that remarkable is that um, I. By my by my light, certainly I endorse that because one of the things I will sometimes hear from from our deacons is, well, I talked to my spiritual director and and he said everything I was doing was was okay. Um, that some directors I think are so uh, what do you what do you say client centered or affirming that the the directee I think may mis, misunderstand. Uh, the lack of a challenge uh, and construe that as approval. Um, do you, how, how does that strike you as to what what I'm describing?
2: Yeah, we got to be careful with that. We should never be complacent or, or get comfortable. Um, that's a good sign. Uh, I mean, the spiritual director should pick on that, uh, pick up on that pretty quick and and realize that uh, this isn't working for them per se i mean the love of god is deeper than any of us will ever understand so we're always should be led deeper into the mystery uh and if we get comfortable or complacent um that's not spiritual direction that's like you say it's it's a, more of a friendly relationship and um i think the director at that point should say i'm maybe i'm not the one or maybe we've gone far enough and and advise the directee to seek someone else um, but it's always done in prayer. Um, I devote a lot of time to prayer before during and after a session uh, to make sure that you know that sort of thing it doesn't happen but yeah that's not a good sign.
3: at that uh, one of my experiences with uh, spiritual direction is it took me out of the feeling I get after a confession but you go through confession but you don't have enough time to really go into oneself and it's like you go in there you're washed you're clean that's it you're gone next but in spiritual direction i my experience is you're able to look at yourself at more at more length my question is how how do you deal with the weaknesses or maybe the challenges that a you know a directee is going through um I think,
2: well, one of the most uh, prevalent things I do, most uh, important things, I think, is to enter into their spiritual life. Where are they in their spiritual life? I mean, prayer life. Uh, I'm sorry, prayer life. Um, And it, it takes prayer. It takes someone beyond me, actually, sometimes to do some of the work with a directee. And I work a lot with a person on how they pray, how they're listening in prayer. I find that most people just talk when they pray. They don't listen. And listening to what God has to say to you outside of the uh, spiritual direction session, you know, the, in the day-to-day prayer, that's important. And and when we begin to talk about that and when someone begins to hear God speaking to their deepest self, their problems, their worries, their concerns, then we can work better in spiritual direction actually if if God is you know, part of it, if you will. Um, so that's I stress that a lot as far as prayer and and we work on prayer a lot.
3: that's very helpful. So you're saying you expand the resources of the person you direct. so if there are other resources or persons or maybe training programs that they need to go to uh, you would suggest that to them so that it's a team actually helping him not just one person yes yes
2: but mainly it's uh, it's spiritual direction session and then in prayer when they're da- doing their daily prayer whenever they pray how is God in the midst of that and so because God is ultimately the director the counselor is the Holy Spirit so um, yeah very I mean, once in a while I refer someone, if, if it's beyond me, if a person's got troubles beyond me, then I certainly refer, you know, to other people, but, so, and again, it takes time, that's, it all kind of works in time, this direction piece. Well, I think it's important that,
0: uh, we highlight, Dan, that, uh, spiritual direction is not a therapy session, nor is it an intended one. If you need therapy, you should see a qualified professional for that, by all means, and, uh, I think you said it very, very distinctly before, is that that the the, the role of spiritual direction, which I think is actually probably a bad name, spiritual direction, because the spiritual director, it's really about someone's relationship with God and where is God in their lives and and the spiritual director is there to help identify where god is in their life but it's really the the the, 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 the person who is there and the holy spirit that are that are really doing the work the relationship the, the the maybe the spiritual director is more of a spiritual guide a spiritual mentor or maybe someone there but he's not there directing the spiritual director he's there trying to help the person see where god is active in that person's life and and, and uh, i think that, that's very important to draw that distinction for um there's three people in the room there's the holy spirit the person and the director and and, uh, as you said dan our biggest problem i have when i talk to people is uh, they say i don't hear anything and i say that's because you're doing all the talking you need to sit back and do do some listening and of course as a bunch of guys we know all about doing too much talking and not enough listening our wives tell us that all the time anyway (laughs) so oh
4: yeah oh yeah yeah, but, that's yeah, that's not, that's look not look my there. case, Greg. That must be at your house.
0: <laughs> You're a lawyer. You do way too much stuff. <laughs> so, so, Mike, uh, with your, your spiritual director, you don't go to a, a, a clergy person, right? So we're going to talk about that a little bit when we get back. We're coming up to a break here on WSFI uh, FM 88.5 out of Antioch, WSFICatholicRadio.org. We're talking at the Deacon's Roundtable, and we're talking about spiritual direction, and we'll be right back. Director for the Office for World Mission Ministries with the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. If you're looking to heed the call of Pope Francis and be an intentional missionary, you can consider visiting us at World Mission Ministries. Basically what we do is we provide opportunities to be in relationship with our sister parish in the Dominican Republic, La Sagrada Familia. We provide mission education and travel opportunities. We support parish twinning relationships and we support having a missionary come to your parish through the Missionary Cooperative Plan.
2: We are living our universal mission locally. So just call us at 414-758-2280,
0: and you can learn more information about World Mission Ministries and how we can help you become a global Catholic.
3: Hello, I'm Bill Wennington from the Church of St. Mary's and the Chicago Bulls. I I believe Catholic radio is important for all of us out there listening to help us through days when maybe our faith is being challenged by many different obstacles that are put in our way and it's a chance to reflect and just think and hear stories from other people that maybe are going
5: through the exact same issues that we are going through and how they have struggled and how they are getting through their problems today. donations of any amount are greatly appreciated
0: And we're back. We thank you for staying with us during the break. We're talking about spiritual direction, and uh, we got a couple deacons here. Deacon Dave's not here. He's not feeling well. But uh, I did notice that with Dave not being in the room, that the group of deacons here has gotten much better looking. So uh, <laughs> we hope that uh, da- <laughs> we hope that Dave does better <clears throat> and and comes back to us healthy and, of course, much better looking. But we're going to talk about spiritual direction a little bit longer, and we'll let, let Mike uh, talk a little bit to Deacon Dan here.
3: Uh, Deacon Dan. Um could you take us through, if I were doing this the first time, could you take us through what the typical session would be for a a new one?
2: Okay, so I would,
3: uh, of course, talk about the
2: confidentiality of it and then tell you about myself and kind of get to know who you are. Uh, and your background, uh, both in your life and in mainly in your religious life. What has that been? What's your formation been as far as schooling and and, and that sort of thing? And just kind of get a sense of, uh, you know, try to form an initial um, view of you as far as what is your spirituality, what... um, where do you come from, per se? Um, and then just kind of open it up to you and let you kind of tell me about yourself. And then just kind of talk to you about what spiritual direction is. And it's, and, and then, um, it, you know, if they want to start beginning to talk about what's going on in their life, because that's usually how I begin most sessions is so what's going on in life. Uh, if they want to begin talking about that, uh, we can. You know, we, Of course, we talk about their marriage and their children, if they have any, and and where they work and different things, just so we can kind of get to know one another. So uh, at the, 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 so the
3: very beginning, Deacon Dan, you would expect me to share a little bit more of, of, of myself, okay? Uh, of course, my own spirituality, my relationship with my wife, with the children, even maybe with my office mates, and, uh, and a little bit share that that gets to be not easy for a new one to share the not so easy things that happen in life and then also yeah. you're saying that I share with you exactly how I look at spiritual direction so that the two of us the director and myself uh would have the same the same perspectives is that correct yeah no.
2: but I- yeah, that's correct. On the first session, we probably wouldn't get any into any deep personal issues at all. I mean, that usually comes later, after we develop a, a, a relationship, a, a friendship, if you will, a, a knowledge of one another. We begin, you know, very in the very beginning. I, unless the director, does, unless the director wants to go deep in the beginning, that's I don't usually see that happening
3: or expect I see. So we develop a friendship, a relationship, where both would be comfortable, okay, and- Yeah, trusting. Trusting, yes. Yes. And you allow the- Trusting. uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. you allow the uh, directee to really determine the depth of what he wants to share or what he wants to work with. Am I correct?
2: Yes. That's correct. That's correct. I I believe the spirit is, is part of that you know helping you go deeper at the right moment with the right things and and of course me to be open with that and uh your honesty is you know I'll, I'll just expect that per se
3: so anytime i feel uncomfortable i could say uh let's stop here maybe maybe i'll go into this some other time would that be acceptable sure absolutely
4: and and how long uh how long are we going to be talking to each other typically usually an hour
2: okay sometimes it's less sometimes uh we get to a point or, you know, before an hour 20 minutes half hour where you know there's something so uh, revealing that's so um challenging that's so refreshing or well uh, you know when the spirit really speaks then Maybe it doesn't have to go an hour, maybe 20 minutes, a half hour is enough because we got to the point where we need to get to and we need to stay there for a while. And that's what the month is for, to kind of just what happened there and and what does that mean for me. So um, an hour, maybe at the most, I would say, but sometimes less.
3: Speaking of sometimes I get to be, you know, very result-oriented. So what am I, say, after two, three sessions, what am I looking for? In terms of progress,
2: well, you're looking to to realize that your relationship with God is getting better, going deeper, more more fulfilling. Uh, it's really about that relationship. How is that developing? Getting you know going deeper per se. Your prayer life should be more intense, um, valuable. Re- rewarding, that sort of thing. It's pretty obvious when it's working right that uh, you you're looking forward to the next time. You got a lot to think about between now and then. Got a lot to pray about. Um You're, gra- you're grateful for what God is happening.
3: So you're saying I really have a partner in this in this uh, journey. Uh, the spiritual director is my partner. I share with them. Okay. the things that are happening to me between between sessions, and I share what you know the Holy Spirit probably has shared with me, or other grow, growth items that may have happened along.
2: Yeah, uh, I I kind of like to say it's we're just companions on the journey, and, and I like to, to reference the Road to Emmaus experience that the disciples had. I mean, they were walking away downhearted, and before long they were, you know, they recognized Christ, and they turned around and went back joyful. So some days were on the road going away from Jerusalem, and some days were on the road coming back. So that's kind of the overall experience of direction, I think, just to to be there uh, as companions on the journey.
0: So Spiritual direction, of course, is not liturgy, so uh, you don't have to be Catholic to be in spiritual direction. There's, there's a lot of non-Catholic spiritual directors, there's Christian organizations, and, and even non-Christian organizations. Um, do you only sit with Catholics, Dan, or do you, do you sit with anyone who comes to you?
2: Anyone who comes. Uh, because, and part of the challenge for me is discovering how God is working in all kinds of people. Uh, we're all different, and, and God relates to us on an individual basis, uh, in an individual way. So that's kind of the, one of the challenges for me is to not put my spirituality on the table or expect uh directly to think the way I do, per
4: se. So, yeah, I'm open. You know, Dan, you, you made uh, mention of uh, not putting your own... Issues on, on the table, and I, I was just sitting here thinking. Some reading I'd done about spiritual direction. That one of the models for a spiritual director is to serve as as midwife for the directee, uh, so that the f- the focus is, you know, again, not on not on my stuff as, as the director, but it's to companion with, it's to walk with, it's to to bring to life uh, that which is coming forth from. From your directee, uh, I think that's so important that this is, you know, it, it, it may be obvious to say, but the the process is not about the director. Um, it, it's about the director being there to companion and to love and to uh, walk with this this person. You use the analogy of the uh, the walk to or from Emmaus, and I that certainly resonates with with my experience. The other uh, nuance I, I'd want to ask you about I just in fact I just I came here to the studio from spiritual direction myself this morning so I'm, I'm all about spiritual direction today. But um, one of the uh, as I was talking to my spiritual Directors uh, that uh, I value it so highly because uh, as vain and proud as a peacock as I am, I find it difficult to come in month after month, With the same sort of sad tale of uh, uh, incompetence or uh, spiritual failure, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it's like there's it's in no sense an onerous feeling of accountability, but there is the notion of I've got to come back this following month. And again, I I don't want to overstress. It's, it's a burden in any sense, but it's a healthy kind of tension of keeping me mindful of the fact that, all right, I, I made some commitments or we talked about something in, you know, in, in, in January or in December. Now it's January. Um, how did I do? And so it, uh, it helps me going on down the road so that I just, uh, so I'm not just floundering and continually failing.
0: But I think there is a burden aspect to it for just like all of our lives, even with the confessional. How often do we want to go face the reality is, gee, in the last 30 days, I haven't really focused on where God is in my life. Sure. And 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 like everything else, we like to avoid those those moments in our lives instead of, uh, focusing on that and I find one of the aspects I like about my spiritual director is like Greg <laughs> you know wake up Greg you missed that section right there and, and help seize the blind spots and, mm-hmm. and that's not always comforting that's not always something that uh, you want to do but it's healthy and it's how to have a healthy relationship if you enter those aspects of, of what's going on and I think that's the key part of spiritual direction but I can't say I walk into that smiling and say boy I, you know I'm almost I'm like the guy who, I'm the guy who never did this homework so i'm going into class saying okay right. i didn't do my homework what's the excuse today so uh yeah i just i
4: i just i wanted to emphasize that the non-compulsive sort of uh, non-intimidating because i didn't want i mean you and i know what we're talking about because we've had the the blessings of spiritual direction i didn't want anybody who hasn't ventured down that road to to come away with the, oh my gosh now this guy's going to be yelling at me because i I messed up a million miles away from that.
0: We have vicars for that. We have vicars for that. Vicars for
2: that. <laughs> Dan, do you charge for spiritual direction? I do not. So there, um, there's a lot of people as, who do. As a deacon, right? I, I think usually people charge, yes. And I've heard prices anywhere from 20 bucks an hour to 60 bucks an hour. So I don't know any more than that. But, again, as a deacon, I think that's part of my service. Uh, aspect.
0: And, and we we don't want to discourage people from going to directors that are that are charging because certainly they have training that they they have to, uh, uh, to get reimbursed for and certainly you're you're asking someone to take some time and and everyone's time is is an aspect of it so um, I think it's great that that you don't charge but I think the norm is especially in our Chicago that there is a fee that is expected um, to, for for spiritual direction and. and uh, that that's not the sign of a bad spiritual director if they're charging a fee. We all have costs and times and trainings and things like that. Uh,
4: and and if, on, on that note, if, if it's, uh, say, if the director is a, a religious man or woman, they've got, uh, this is part of their ministry, they're using that to support themselves. Uh, so, yeah, cheerfully we give. And, you know, the, the numbers you mentioned, uh, Dan, are, uh, resonate with what uh, my experience has been in, in, in the Archdiocese, 20 to 60 bucks, and but again, as, as Greg was saying, many times uh, there is there is no charge. So I'm involved in the Fairfield program, Fairfield University, out on the East Coast, and they don't allow uh,
0: spiritual directors and train, training. They don't allow them to charge. But on the East Coast, actually, spiritual direction is a lot more. It can be more expensive. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen it gone. I've heard it gone up to at least a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I guess it's good to be in the Midwest <laughs> for that aspect of it. Dan, do you
2: have a spiritual supervisor? I. You mean my. Uh... What do you mean by that? I guess I uh, my, my I have a spiritual director myself. Yes.
0: Well, I just yes, a lot absolutely. of a lot of programs require that spiritual directors have a supervisor that they can go to and talk to, um, as well to help talk about the session and say, okay, we're what was I feeling when I heard certain aspects? Because certainly a spiritual director doesn't respond to anything they hear, but of course we're human, we have emotions. So there are programs that that encourage a spiritual director to not only have a director themselves, but have a spiritual supervisor, which is another cost that the spiritual director uh, has to incur.
2: Yes, I did that certainly during the program, during the two years of program. And then I continued with that with some of the people that I went through the program with for a couple of years. Uh, That, You know, we've moved beyond that, and no, I do not have one at the moment. But I think that's a good thing, at least in the beginning, for a a new spiritual director to uh, stick with that guidance, if you will, or that supervision. Um, But there comes a point in time, I think, when you're beyond that.
3: Deacon Dan, um, I I did a little research on the internet, and I saw the something like spiritual direction online. I don't know if yes, what, what what can you say about that? Oh,
2: yeah. I, well, I don't know. I've done it over the phone, uh, but I'll have to say I'm, I'm not fond of that. Um, uh, it's, it's much more powerful uh, one-on-one where you can read uh, body language and emotions and you can sit with one another. But, so I've heard about doing it Skype with Skype. Uh, I've done some over the phone. Uh, it's certainly not my preference.
0: Mike, was that also the Confession Online website? <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Dan, what would you say some of the some of the biggest challenges you face
2: as a spiritual director? Uh, I, again, I think, as I said, uh, discerning God's ways with other people. Uh, just trying to—and that takes prayer on my part. Uh, how does God work in this person's life? Because I know how God works in my life, but now I have to— learn, if you will, how God is working in this person's life. Uh, um, and then and the, and I guess the other challenge is when I realize uh, I'm not effective, I, I need to tell this person that, uh, or advise this person that uh, she, he or she should find another director. That's a bit of a challenge, but it's, it's certainly, I have to do that, of course. But so I think that's it.
0: I, I think one of the challenges, challenges is when someone comes up to any of us, a deacon, say... I don't hear God, you know. We I pray all the time, but I don't hear God. Where would you go with something like that?
2: Um, back to their prayer life. Um, I I try to. I ask them, okay, so how do you pray? And a lot of times they'll say, well, I read daily scripture. I says, okay, so um, I advise them to read it slower. As you're reading the gospel, let's say, when you get to a point where you stop or want to stop or you hear something or hear something new or you hear something in a different way, that's the point to stop and let God speak to you. And I mean, stop for five, ten minutes. And, and what, did, what did I just hear? So I try to invite them into that um, a contemplation of, of what's, what's God saying to me? Um, I always say that every time you sit down to prayer before you sit down, you should say, Lord, what do you want to say to me today? And part of that is asking yourself the question, what's going to distract me in this next, in my prayer time? What's the most the biggest thing in my life that I know is going to distract me? And then entering in the prayer saying, Lord, what do you want to say to me about this thing that's on my heart? and then enter into prayer and when you get to a point where God says something to you stop and, and just think let God talk to you let God speak to you at that moment so and that if they can if i can get them to that point then their life begins to really go deeper a lot quicker uh, we really have to listen to God and that's it's important i think for everyone
0: well, thank you, Dan. That was a very nice way to end our show on spiritual direction. One of the things that we want to emphasize from all of us deacons here to, to the to the listeners of WSFI is that Jesus Christ wants a relationship with you, and we we need to all be active in finding God in our lives. And if you're looking for for God and need a little help and need a little little assistance, go find a spiritual director. Talk to your pastor. Talk to your arch. Go to the Archdiocese website. Go to Spirituals Directors International. But uh, work on that relationship with. Jesus because he wants to be a relationship with you. This is the end of the Deacons Roundtable at WSFI 88.5 Chicago. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Deacon Hudzik. Thank you, Deacon Dan. Have a great one.